Welcome to the Big Picture Podcast, where we make sure you know there's more going on than you can see or hear. If this podcast episode helps you, would you consider leaving us a review on the app or platform you're using to listen? We appreciate it. And remember, we ain't woke, but we are certainly awake. And now, your host, Larry Ragland. Welcome to another edition of The Big Picture. I'm your host, Larry Ragland. I'm trying to get centered in this camera. And the reason I'm trying to get centered in this camera is because in just a minute, my lifelong best friend since I was five years old, y'all, is coming over here to join me right next to me. And we're going to talk about a subject that I believe is going to touch a lot of people's lives. I know it touches my own life. I know it touches many people's lives. People that have raised their children in church and they've, they've been raised in church themselves only to find that their children turn away from God and, and maybe even some that have gone to the situation where it looks like it's almost impossible. But God is the God of the impossible becoming possible. And we're going to tell you a testimony, and it's going to encourage you about how to pray and stand in the gap and believe for the miracle of your son or daughter coming back home to God. Don't go anywhere on the big picture. It's going to be awesome. All right, welcome in, welcome in, welcome in. And I'll tell you right now, I have in the studio with me, as you can see, Delaney McCurry, praise God. He is all the way from down the road. We've been together. It's Hayden now. Hayden now, Hayden now. Get up in that mic, brother. All right. All right, here we go. So uh, Delaney and I have known each other since we were around five years old. Um, so I like to tell everybody, you know, um, you know, if he wanted to – Tell everything about me he could, so I try to keep him close to me so he don't, you know, tell all my stories. But all, all seriousness, they used to call us the preachers. Remember that? They did. I mean, we'd walk down the hallways, and they'd say, there comes the preachers, there comes the preachers. And we had no idea that we would actually be preachers. That's right. They prophesied it. That's right. got to give them that mic a little bit more. Come on. All right. Um, but, Delane, um, what a blessing it is to have you on the program. I've been wanting to get you on here for a while uh, because you and I have a – you know, not only, we, not only are we best friends and been together forever and been in the ministry over 30-plus years together, uh, you know, we have similar stories and that, you know, we raised our children in church. And, That's right. Um, you know, they were active in church. And like so many other people that's watching this program or even listening to this podcast, because not only is this a YouTube channel, this is also a podcast, uh, there are so many people that have experienced sons or daughters walking away and I believe in this day and time, more than we've ever known in existence of any generation, we're seeing children walk away from, from their faith. So, Delane, tell, tell me a little bit about um, your story. Uh, and maybe you want to tell something about us or something like that, just to let people know uh, our connection. But then let's just sort of just me and you talk as friends about Absolutely. what it's like to raise children in church and then to see them decide that they do not want to follow the faith that we raised them in. Yeah, that's right. Well, I'm just so glad to be here. And that's such an awesome sound when you come on, man. <laughs> I feel so uh, worthy to be a part of this. This yes. is great. Um, but yeah, we've been friends for a long time and uh, yep. um, went through a lot of things together. I think he said before that I know stuff that could bury him, but uh, but we, we're, we're starting to forget some of that stuff. Amen. It's under the blood. All of it yep. is. But, yep. Uh, yep. but more than anything, I remember about... Uh, 
us is is that we always were in church together. Yep. We were baptized together twice. <laughs> yeah. And uh, till it finally and, took. It took. Yeah. And and we were we've it, God had always linked us together. And I, I remember thinking for years that God linked us together so we could work in ministry. And mm. I think that the reason that He did that was for that purpose. And so I think that's you know been part of the the whole plan of God was was putting us together for that purpose. You know I think about you know we could sit here and just I'm sure everyone would be bored to death if we did it but we could literally sit here and tell stories after story after story of our childhood walking the creeks together climb uh, building forts in the in the woods together riding our bicycles all over the place and of course the notorious summer of Pac-Man <laughs> who can forget the summer of Pac-Man changed my life changed my life too which <laughs> if my brother is watching right now I want to make a public apology that yes I did break into your King Kong uh, uh, money bank and steal all your quarters when you were a child and had no idea until later on when you tried to use your money and found out that your brother had taken all your quarters and got on his bicycle and drove to the local Jiffy Check. And he made me do it. I think he made yeah. me do it, y'all. Well, listen, we were kings and of Pac-Man we for were, a time. We were. We were masters of our domain back in the Pac-Man <laughs> days, y'all. It was we had we had a great childhood. We really did. And we had we had a lot of fun, went through a lot of ups and downs. We both are products of of um, broken homes, of divorce. Our, we saw our parents go through divorce, and we helped each other as we went along that way. And as you said, Elaine, we were raised in church, and and you know, I, and I think this is what we're talking about: is we were raised in church, but we also never really went wait, never stopped believing in God, That's but right. we also went away from God for a while, which is happens a lot. And I think that sometimes wrongfully so we almost condone that that's not you know your teenagers don't have to do that you don't have to sow their wild wild oats and all that but we did we 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 were being raised by single mothers at that time both of us and a lot of times raising ourselves we were really raising ourselves to some extent getting home from school and fixing our own food and things like that making our own way and um but i'm thankful that through it all delaney and i were raised and we thank god for our heritage that we never we never went so far as to be blasphemous towards God, right. to curse God. We're I always, was miserable. Yeah. I was miserable in sin all the time. I never had any good time in it at all because I would lay down in my bed and knew my grandmother was praying for me. And yep. uh, it was just, you know, it was always, the conviction was always there. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, you fast forward into our lives. We graduate high school, same high school together, went to the same school 12 years together, uh, graduated uh, not long after that, we begin uh, our families, uh, begin our occupations, our jobs, having no idea where that's going to take us. And it ends up taking you uh, to another city. We split up a little bit, but we never lost contact with each other. And, you know, through that course, we do what everyone else does when they get married. They get married, they have children, and life happens. That's right. Um, you're, you have beautiful children. I re- your firstborn son is one of the ones that we're going to talk about, and who knows, we may even have him on the show. Uh, but uh, he's known as Daniel, but to everyone else, he's known as Daniel's son. <laughs> but uh, he, he uh, you know, God just gifted you with such a tremendous, tremendous young man That's in right. Daniel. He became quickly a leader in our church, and, you know, you moved back down here, and you was part of our church, been a part of our church almost the entire existence of my ministry, pastoral ministry. And we saw Daniel begin to rise to the uh, to the moment of 
leading the drama team, being a force, just That's so right. anointed, just so anointed. And Delana, I want us to talk about how quickly things yeah. can change. Yeah. Take us through how, in your eyes, when you looked at your son, and I, it's going to be a little emotional on this show, y'all. We're going to all probably cry on this show because this is our children. Amen. Uh, and to see him at that pinnacle and then just mm -hmm. see what happened. Take us down the road of Daniel. Well, you know, there was an anointing on him as a baby. Yeah. And uh, literally at three years old, he was quoting every book of the Bible. And there was just something about him. He just was hungry for, I mean, I, I had to learn the books of the Bible because he was asking me what they were. And, mm -hmm. and at some point I was like, well, I don't know. We'll have to do it together. Yep. And so he just really pushed me. And, and at some point, you know, it was just a matter of just realizing that there was a, an, an anointing on him for something big. Yeah. And he went through school to, and, and uh, became a leader in school. And, and, you know, even as a young child, <clears throat> I was always concerned about him. And, and I remember a lady telling me one day her, her daughter was prodigal. And I was just telling her, you know, she was asking me what I did. And I just said, well, I lay hands on my son every single night and I pray mm -hmm. for him every night. And she said, well, I've done that. And it just didn't work. Wow. And I remember going home that day, my faith was a little attacked. And I just said, Lord, I don't know what else to do except lay hands on my son <laughs> and pray for him. Yeah. That's all I know to do. And it's either going to be enough or it's not going to be enough. My God. And, of course, that scripture comes to mind in Proverbs, I think it's 22, 6, says, yeah. train up a child in yeah. the way he should go. Say it. And when he is old, he will not depart from it. Hmm. And I just had to believe on that, that, yeah. that I was training up Daniel the way he should go. And, of course, you know, he went through uh, – an incredible time as a teenager, uh, very uh, instrumental in our church, and and was a uh, incredible role model. But life happens, right? And life happened with uh, us and and my entire family, and and there was an attack on my whole family. And I don't blame Daniel uh, for the things that began to bother him, and and at some point things just began to fall apart yeah. in our relationship. Yeah, uh, we were on two different pages, uh, and I wasn't in a good place in my life either. Yeah. And so um, at that point, there became an estrangement between him and I, and uh, we went literally almost 10 years of a very hard on-and-off relationship. Mm. And so, you know, during that time, I just had to believe God that God was taking care of him. And I, I remember being attacked even with that lady telling me, I laid hands on my kids too. Right, right. And so I was I was under, you know, attack of, did I do enough? Was it enough? Yeah. I asked myself that question, Pastor. Mm. Was it enough to mm. lay hands on my children and believe wow. God for their, wow. for their salvation their whole life? Because, Delane, let me interrupt you, because if I remember correctly, because I remember walking through this with you, um, and we, we love Daniel. Daniel knows how I love him and how much I, he means to me. This is not to bash him. We want people to understand the miracle here. Uh, during those 10 years, it wasn't just that he stopped going to church. It was, if, and if I'm wrong, correct me, he basically tried to even say he renounced his faith, that he did, that he did not even... That's right. He didn't even believe... He was trying to convince oh, yeah. you that well, he didn't even believe what well, you thought he believed. Absolutely. Well, one particular incredible... I mean, it was a spiritual warfare that I can see now even more than I could then. But I was in a men's conference in Nashville, Tennessee, and powerful men's conference. We were together with a group of men, and it was just the Lord was moving. And 
during that break time, when we had a break, I got was began to text him, and we began to text back and forth, and he started telling me about some things that he was looking into, and it was some things to do with Egyptian yeah. gods and and just some real Middle East New Age type stuff. Yeah. And, yeah. and I was so upset because I just was like, you know, Daniel, this is not this is not truth. Yeah, yeah. And when I got off the phone with him. Mm. I developed a sickness. I was so literally sick that I couldn't drive home from that men's conference the next wow. morning. Yeah. I had to have somebody drive me home yep. from that men's conference. And I, I threw up all the way home. And I was so sick that I just, and I knew in my spirit that there was, that the sickness was probably spiritual. Yeah, yeah. And so out of that that time alone time that my friend had that took me home, we developed a monthly call for these this men's group and we've been meeting now every month we've we've met 131 times now. wow that's incredible and had 10 times we've met in nashville or oh, in birmingham every year and so it was a powerful connection but i knew that there was spiritual warfare and you knew he was you you knew that was a sign of him searching absolutely you know you just yeah, immediately it's like it's hard to accept that and i've had to walk through that and i know some other men and women husbands and and uh Fathers and and mothers have have had to accept that that you know we don't accept that you're studying Eastern mysticism or you're studying right. this, but we begin to pray and it's almost like we begin to rejoice. It, 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 they're searching, they're Absolutely. looking for something. There's that that spirit man is trying to rise up inside of them. They want to know. There's got to be something more out there. So that's what happens a lot of times. Listen to me, ladies and gentlemen. That's what happens. You encourage your children to just find themselves. And let me tell you something, they will never find themselves. That you cannot just look, turn them over to the spiritual search. You've got, yes. No matter where you are, where they are in their life, you have to put those seeds in them. You have, mm -hmm. That's what that scripture means. Train up a child in the way they should go. When they're yes. old, they shall not depart from them. you got to put those seeds in there because the seeds of God and the seeds of the Holy Spirit and the seeds... Of, of destiny and vision will will override because you have laid hands on them. You have played yes. the blood of Jesus over them. You have spoke the word of God in them. And all these other gods, just like the, the story of Elijah and, and Mount Carmel, let the God that answers by fire, let right. it be God. Let, okay, you serve your God. Search for your God. Call on your God. And I'm about That's to right. show you who the real God is. Well, one of the things that happened... That, this went on for a period of... This was a, at about a seven-year point at this point mm. that I'm walking through... Absolutely praying over my children every night, getting up in the middle of the night, just calling out Daniel, calling out uh, angels to war over him and to take care of him. Wow. Our relationship would go up for a minute. It would yep. go back down. Yep. Be, it was just all over the place. But I just would not quit praying for him. Mm. And one particular Sunday, I think it was in 2015. Mm. So this started in 20, 20, 2009. So here we are in 2015. I went to the altar and one of the elders in our church, Brother Jim, yep. came up to me, and he knew he knew my heart. Everybody knew my heart. Right. And uh, he began to speak into my life, and he said, he said, Delane, I'm going to tell you something, and you're not going to want to hear it. He said, but what's going on with Daniel is going to take a long time. Wow. And he's right. I didn't want to hear that. No. I, I, I didn't rebuke him, though, yeah. because in my spirit, there was something inside of me that— yeah. When you know the word of God and when yeah, you know the voice yeah, of God yeah. and you know the confirmation listen, of a prophet. Listen to the man. Listen. I heard him say that. He said, because De De because Delane, God is doing a long period work in wow. Daniel. He is doing something in Daniel and he's got plenty of patience. 
We yeah. sometimes yeah. lose patience yeah. and think that, you know, all hope is lost. But he just absolutely, it encouraged me. It yeah. took a little bit to yeah. encourage me sure. because sure. nobody wants to hear no. somebody say to you, it's no. going to be a long time. Yeah. And so yeah. I don't know how long a long time was, but it, it became an even longer time. Yeah. And so at some point, he uh, needed something. And uh, he called me up, and uh, I went, went to meet him. And when I did, I gave him some money, and then I gave him a story. And the story was of Jeroboam and Rehoboam. Mm. And so Rehoboam was Solomon's son. He had had everything that a person could possibly want. Wow. And Rehoboam was asked, you need to release some of these burdens off of your people, and you need to listen to your father's counselors. Right. Yep. And he says, if you if you don't do that, you're going to have trouble. Mm, well, he went for three days, and he went to these people, and he asked them, and he went to his friends who right. he had grown up with. Yep, that's it. And uh, it reminds me of Billy Madison, all these people around Billy yeah, Madison yeah, in yeah. the crazy movie. Yeah. He asked them what they sh- he thinks you do, and they said, you need to make things even harder. Harder, yep, yep. And so he listened to his friends instead yep. of his counsel. Right. And I told Daniel that that day. I said, Daniel, you're wow. you're in a place where you're going to have to listen to wise counsel, and if you don't, you're going to you're going to be in more trouble. Mm. And he was mad at me for about a year. He didn't talk to me for wow. another year after that. Oh. He was so frustrated. He was with with someone he was dating. She thought I was talking about her, and frankly, I probably was. And uh I absolutely <laughs> absolutely just told him the truth. Yeah. And yeah. I told him that it was not going to be pretty. Right. And so he didn't listen to me. So I was praying to God, Pastor, and I said, God, I know what deception is. Yep. I know that deception wouldn't be called deception if you wasn't deceived. And that's exactly. why it's called deception. Listen, listen. And I said, but Lord, is there a way mm. to break that deception? Is there a way? Mm. And I'm telling you, Pastor, I heard the Lord say clearly, he said, yes. It's famine in the land. Jesus. He said famine in the land will cause a person to come to themselves. Wow. And that's what happened with the prodigal son. Exactly. When he got so deep into that place, that pit, that he couldn't see anything except a remembrance. Hmm. It was so much better in my father's house. He came to himself. So that leads us to 2018, I believe it is. So I go to that men's conference again in Nashville. Listen to this. It y'all. is so powerful. You got to listen to this. And I come back and I was so on fire for God that I stopped by Daniel's house. He's he's married now. <laughs> I had I had Woo. I had met his wife, but I was not invited to the wedding. Uh, I'm still upset about that, but we'll get through it. Uh, he has a baby, and I stopped by his house and I just said, I went through a men's conference and I just wanted to come here and just bless your home. Mm-hmm. I just want to say something. And I'm telling you, I said a simple prayer. I just prayed over his home and absolutely, all in word I can use is the word suddenly. Mm. Suddenly. Suddenly. After 10 years, he didn't pull himself over a year's period out of a pit. I'm talking about suddenly Listen. he came to himself. Suddenly. He repented and was Jeez. broken and turned his life back over to God in a, in an instant. And it absolutely, I never saw it coming. I was, you know, I was still thinking years at this point. But God is faithful. And when I said those prayers, when I said, train up a child in the way he should go, and when he's old, he will not depart from it. He'll tell you he could not get away from it. My God. Well, then let's let him tell us because, ladies and gentlemen, 
I love you, son. Your testimony is going to change millions of lives, thousands of lives, millions of lives all over this world because you're not just a great testimony, Daniel. You are a great man of God, and I think you deserve a hand clap of praise. Praise God. Yes, Daniel. Daniel, what a blessing you are, Daniel. What, what, what does it feel like to sit there? I know it's not easy to sit there and hear your father talk about the times that you went through when you were, quite frankly, running from God, convinced that you were done, angry and bitter towards your father. Take us through that, Daniel. Yeah. So, I mean, in, in 2009, um, I mean, that was kind of, that was kind of it. I think there was just kind of an act and not that, that God does anything, but there's certain things that I think God lets happen so that it kind of can take somebody to the next level, pass that test, you know, climb that mountain. Yeah. Um, and so that was kind of a mountain. <laughs> It, it was a it was a very hard one for me to get and and what ultimately wound up me searching for truth and and here's the thing about truth is no matter if I didn't believe it, it doesn't make it any less true right exactly so, and so I was I was on this search I was on this hunt um, yeah. I actually went into the Air Force and and went to uh, Buddhism for a little while um, studied just about any religion that you could get your hands on. Um, talk, you know, watch the ancient aliens, watch certain things that were just, you know, it, wow. it, it definitely wasn't, it wasn't the answer, but it gave enough scientific or rationalism to certain things that would, it kind of maybe made sense into my, you know, as our brain, but how many knows that God isn't going to fit all up in here or else right. that's how how big he would be. See, I serve a God that doesn't fit up here say now. Say it, son. Say it. And, and so, and so that's what we try to do. And I think part of it was just a, a a way for me to try and not sow my wild oats so much, but to try to find what what I thought the truth was, what my truth was. Right. Yeah, like that. Yeah. That's what everybody's saying now. What What is my truth? And right. so that was kind of that journey. And and ultimately, it, you know, it, it, I wound up finding the truth, and I wound up, you know realizing it is better in my father's house mm, come uh, on. back. But, but one, one of those things that um, dad was talking about was in 2000, it was actually 2019. He came to our, our house. It was a 10 year period uh, in, in that time, in that time frame. And in 2019, when he came and actually prayed over our house, I remember uh, my wife and her friend that was over there, they, they left. Um, and he just kind of stayed with me. And, and I actually asked him, he, I think me and him had a conversation about, do you want to go get lunch? And I was just, he had left something tangible in, <laughs> in, and it was just, it was something that you can't escape at that point. And I, and I've told him this too. I told him, you know, thank God you came back from that men's conference and thank God that you, you listened to him to come to to me in that moment because there was it was flowing up and the anointing was just flowing out of what they were doing up there so you know whenever he whenever he came in and 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 prayed over our house he left something there mm. um it just started to deal with me even days after that but i remember we went to lunch and we prayed and and i was still kind of battling with it i was still you know a little fearful of exactly what was what was going to go on and what was going to happen 
as far as my my thought process and my my thoughts on on yeah. where I was at and where I was going. So, well, you know, I, I'm I'm curious is is to think that you know when when he showed up that day. First of all, you had no idea it was coming, right? No. Okay. So one of the things that I heard you say, and I want our viewers and our listeners to really get this in your spirit, is he said, my dad, who I feel the Holy Ghost right now, my dad left something tangible when he came in. It was already on him. So you can't leave something that you don't have. And so he came with it, and he was able to leave it. And I think that's one, the Bible talks about this generation has a form of godliness but denies the power thereof. One of the things that I try to say to you on this show and in my church and everywhere I go is that we need to get back to understanding the power of the anointing. Amen. The, the yoke is destroyed because of the anointing. Isaiah said the yoke is destroyed because of the anointing. And we have tried to pet demons. We have tried to stroke people's egos to reach the prodigals. But listen. When someone is on a journey that's on a quote-unquote spiritual journey like yourself and so many others that may be even watching this program, they're going to have to have an encounter with the power yes. of God. And he came in under a mandate with the power of God. And, you know, we stand on that scripture that we've quoted several times about training up a child. That power of God, even though you made statements, Daniel, that you did, that you almost tried, and I know what was going on. I've, I've lived long enough to know. That's the way of you covering up what the pain inside of you, saying to your dad, I faked it. It wasn't real. I wasn't really under the anointing. But that's what you say when you've convinced yourself of the lie, the journey that you were on. But when that power of God came in there, it wasn't just that your father had just come from a great service. It was that that power that was on him connected with the power that is on you. And you identified the real because you had been in the Come real. On. Church, right. I'm going to tell you something. Listen to me, mothers, fathers. Listen to me, men of God, women of God. You're going to have to get with God. You're going to have to. It can't just be that you're praying for your son and your daughter. Lord, take care of them. Lord, take care of them. You are going to have to have your own encounter with God. And your children are going to have to know that you've had that encounter with God. Yes. And you've got to put them in places where they have an opportunity to have an encounter with God. And if maybe you've watched this and you've never been in church in your life and they don't have that kind of experience, then you can receive the power of God right now. You can receive it right now. One of the things I want us to say on this program and listen, ladies and gentlemen, I know in the world of YouTube, this is not the greatest production that you've ever seen in your life right now, what we're putting together, but it ain't about that right now. They're, the people that have made it to this point in this program is because you are hungry for an answer. Yes. You are hungry for an answer. And let me tell you something. The answer is the power of the Holy Ghost. The answer is the blood of Jesus. The answer is not to cower down. The answer is we have to stand up and be bold. And one of the things that I want you to get in your spirit is this. That scripture has, has encouraged millions and discouraged millions. The ones that encourage it are the ones that raise their children in church. They stand on that promise. I've trained my child up in the way they should go. Yes. But then you hear, maybe it's you, where you've never been in church and you never raised your children in church and now they're grown and now they're, they're, they've got their own children. You don't have that story to say, well, listen, you were raised right. Now you're beating yourself up. How do I do it now? I missed the opportunity to train them. Let me tell you something. 
They're still yes. your children. Yes. I don't care how old they are. I don't care if, they, if they, they've given you grandchildren and great-grandchildren. When you look on their birth certificate, your name is still there as, their, as their parent. So you, as long as there's breath in your body and there's breath in their body, there's time to train up your child. And watch this. We just think when they're old means when they become a college-age student. No, you may begin to insert the Word of God and the yes. power of God in their life when they're 30. And when they're 40, they come to God. They're still older. They're older than 30. You hear what I'm saying? Get determined that you're going to pick yourself up by your bootstraps and have the same story that Delane and Daniel have. I mean, who would have ever thought, Delane, a few years ago, right. that not only would this relationship with your son be restored, preacher of the gospel, Amen. beautiful family, wonderful wife, we love her so much, beautiful children. He's, lots of them. Lots of them. He keeps having them. She keeps having them. I don't know how many more they're going to have. They're, they're starting their own church right there in, in, in their hometown. But, uh, but here we are. Look what God has done. That's right. Here we are sitting That's through right. the modern it's... technology, sharing this testimony with the world. I believe, Daniel, I believe this with all my heart. There is someone listening right now. Come on. I promise you I believe it. Mm -hmm. They are listening either in their ears to a podcast or they're sitting in front of a screen and they're watching it and they're seeing your face and they're thinking, you know, we haven't really gone down and just how bad it was, y'all. I'm talking about this man right here, my best friend, would cry and weep. I'm not trying to beat you up, Daniel. I'm just trying to help use your testimony to help people. That's right. Cruel things was said. I've gone through it. Other people's gone through it. I don't want your God. I don't want your God. You hear me, Daddy? Listen, I love you, but I don't want your God. I mean, so somebody that's raised their child in the Lord, that is that's nothing right. more crushing than that. But let me tell you something. That's what the devil wants you to think. There's no hope. There's no hope. But if we believe in the impossible, we believe in a God that can turn anything around. And here we are sitting here with the man of God, Daniel. That's right. This is not just some story that sounds good. I mean, this is living, breathing happened within the last couple of years. Yes. And 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 walked through it for literally 10 years. And it's still amazing to me. It's still, I mean, I taught Bible college for 10 years and, and my students saw only half of it. But now for the last three years, they, they're seeing the, the results of what I preach and teach. Yes, yes. That, that God is able to, to arrest your family. Mm. And when it's his time, it's just you're, you're, you're in trouble. Because he will chase you yes, down. Yes. He his promises mm. are yes and amen. Come on. And when we align ourselves with trusting in God, I mean, he loved Daniel more than I did. Yes. He wanted Daniel more than I did. <laughs> but you know what? He was a lot more patient with Daniel than I was. Yeah. He loved him into the kingdom. He didn't beat him up. There was times when I told Daniel stuff that I shouldn't have said. There was times when I condemned Daniel when I shouldn't have. There was times when I was trying to love him and it was hard to love him. But, that, but God never stopped loving him. Right. God never does anything out of anger or bitterness or pride or, or any impatience. God just faithfully, he's just faithful. The Bible says when we're not faithful, yet yeah, God abides faithful. And he was just faithful over faithful. Daniel. And here we are now. Here it's are. still unbelievable to, to realize, but 
but Daniel's on more on fire for God than I've ever. Oh, he convicts me on a daily basis. He's writing me uh, scriptures and dude, he, and, send, he sends me Perry Stone type text. <laughs> I mean, like, I was like, is this Daniel or Perry Stone? Amen. I mean, the revelation that Come this on. man has. How Amen. it is like a faucet turned on in him. Amen. That glory that was in you, Daniel, was just released. You have a gift. Yes. And this is what I want you to do, Daniel. Put you on the spot, son. This is your moment. This is your voice. This is the beginning, son, of what God is going to do in your life. I want you to look in that camera. I want you to speak to the Daniels of this world. Mm. And I want you to speak out of your heart. And I want you to call them in. And I want you to speak to those parents. And I want you to let God use you right now, son. Hallelujah. Absolutely. Um, to the parents first and, and, and something that, you know, I, I've got kids now and, and, and they're both right. Both of them were speaking on it. It was a lot more, it was a lot worse than kind of, kind of what the surface level of what we're talking about, you know, throwing it in my dad's face and, 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 and really just kind of being very hateful and mean, um, mean spirited. It was, it was awful, but I, I, I would like to point out that, what what the devil meant for evil, God turned for good. There was a lot of stuff that happened in my life and my dad's life that came out of this time period. Um, you know, I met my wife, and there's no way that we'd be together. Uh, there's no way I'd have my children right now if if I was if I was anywhere else. Um, so I think the timing of it is is all in God. So to the parents, the, the first and foremost, and something that is it, it's hard. It's hard to take this, and it's hard to hear this. But you have to trust in God. He is all knowing. He knows better than we do. And sometimes when we pray and we petition and we and we thank God for some of the stuff, we're we're praying and we're petitioning Him for something that is what we want and yeah. and what. We, in, in our way, but but he doesn't see it. He doesn't. He sees it above our way. He has a perfect plan. His yes. will is perfect. And some of the things that it, it's it struck that we may struggle with is just trying to see past our own ambitions and our own wants and desires, and seeing into. Hey, like Dad said, he loves me more than my dad loves me. Right. You know. So, so he wants it worse than you want it. Right. And so. If, that trust in him and you put and put all your faith and your hope that is in itself worship to God mm. that is in itself glorifying yes. God because you are giving to him something that is better than money to him is it's reliance on your daddy it's mm. reliant and that's what as a father now is what I want for my children I want them to come say, daddy, good morning. And I want to cuddle and I, I, I want, I want you to do this. Can you do this for me? Cause I can't, that's what our job is. And so our heavenly father wants that type of commitment and type of trust and, and hope to be put on him. Cause that's what he wants to do for us. He wants to give yes. that to us. And so, so just to the parents, first and foremost, it just is trust. You got, you've got to know that he's working things out for the good, for those who are called according to his purpose. And I promise you, he wants them in his kingdom. There's so much room. <laughs> there's, so, uh. there's so much. So he wants them more than you want them. So you don't have to worry. The Bible said, Jesus himself said it, don't worry about tomorrow for there's enough to worry about today. Stop stressing, stop worrying about it. Rely on God and put your trust in it. And once you do that, you will find a peace that really just passes 
all understand. I mean, there really is a peace when you put all of your hope and you and, and instead of and when you pray, this is this is another thing. When you pray, don't pray for what you want. Pray and release it. Give it to God. Mm-hmm. Let that burden be put at his feet and just say, God, I want to give this to you. You know, instead of God, this is what I want to see happen. God, I'm giving this to you and mm-hmm. I'm going to let Amen. you work. I'm going to trust that you you've got it under control. Now to all the all the me's out there that were searching and and trying to find it. Let me just tell you that there is there isn't another answer. There isn't some inner self. There isn't some blissful moment nirvana that you're going to grasp. Um that doesn't have God in it, that doesn't have him, him being the sole and main focus. And so there's a lot of deception, right? And and there is a lot of stuff and it's going to wind up taking you to get broken down. Um, I, I know that when I was in the military, one of the things they tried to do was to break you so that they could build you up. And and dad said it best that it's famine in the land. Once you finally realize that you're eating pig slop and that, that you were sitting there at the, at the bottom of it, that's when you're really going to understand, man, it was so much better in my father's house. If I could just go and be a servant in his house, it's better than me sitting here rolling around in the mud with. Pig. And so, and, and so it does somewhat take that. Um, but you're not going to find it in anything the world has to offer. There's nothing that the world has to offer that's going to satiate that hunger. I know that a lot of us have this moment where we go to the fridge and we'll open up the fridge door and we'll be looking in there searching for anything to eat. And it just doesn't any of it sound appealing. You're just like, man, I'm hungry, but I don't know what I want. (laughs) That's the same way to relate it to what you're looking for in the world. When you have the world, door open, there's nothing in it that's going to satiate your hunger. There's nothing in it that's going to look as appetizing. And it'll fill you up for just a temporary moment. But that's the difference in what are you filling up on? When you fill up on the true thing, God says it, Jesus said it, it, uh, come to me and I'll give you bread that will make you never go hungry again. Come to me and I'll give you water that will make you never go thirsty again. And when you finally do just give in, and, and here's the thing. So you may be sitting there. You may be saying, I, I've, I've come to him. I know him. I, I've given my life back to God, but still nothing's changing. Still nothing spiritual. You know, I'm spiritually stagnant. Then I dare you to just go all in. Come on. And, 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 and here's how you go all in. I'll give you some practical uses for it is when you wake up in the morning, do the first 15, not freshman 15, first 15. Mm-hmm. Do the first 15. It's five minutes of reading my Bible. It's five minutes of worshiping God. And it's five minutes of prayer. If you do it every morning, your whole rest of your day is wow. set and owned and put into an attitude of, hey, I, God's got this. I've given him everything. I've done I've done it. And then you can go and, and do things that, that you like to do and know that, hey, at Amen. least I gave first. At least Amen. I worship most important first. Daniel, I want to jump in here, and I want to say that if this if this is you, and you are you are feeling the spirit of God pulling you, you are the prodigal son or daughter, you are the parent, you are an individual that is just feels like that you have ran from God, and that you have 
you know beyond a shadow of a doubt that you've made it to this point. God is pulling on your heart. You know that God is pulling on your heart. And I want you to just pray this prayer with me. Father God, in the name of Jesus, I repent of all my sins and I come home to you. I confess you as my Savior and my Lord. And I make a commitment to live the rest of my life for you. I want this kind of testimony in my life. I want to live in the Father's house in Jesus' name. If, that, if you prayed that prayer, I want you to comment below. Send me a private message, whatever you can do. But give us some kind of comment down below that you prayed that prayer, that you gave your life to Christ, that maybe you came home back to your Father's house. Well, you know the rest of the story. Maybe you don't know it. When he finally did come home, he thought he was going to be just a servant in the yes. house, and, and he was going to be content with that. In fact, he even thought that if he tried anything else, he could be killed because he had no right because of the damage they had done when he left. But his father every day had been looking for him, and when he finally saw him, he ran to him, and he kissed him, and he put a robe on him, and he began to proclaim and dance, my son was dead, but he's alive again. And he put a ring on his finger, put new shoes on his feet, and, and killed the fatted calf and had a party and celebrated. And I was with your dad when he celebrated. And I've seen God put the ring on your finger, son. I've seen him put the robe on your back. Yeah. You, it, the, the new I, shoes I, on your feet. I would like to say one more thing because it is kind of weighing on me. It, 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 that love that you feel, it really is there. And it really does, it does transcend all because mm. it, it wasn't like, it, I did, I thought that, you know, I was similar to that prodigal son where I thought if I go back now, what are people going to think of me? You know, they're going to judge, judge me mm -hmm. and they're going to differently. And it's not that way. As a matter of fact, and I may be talking to somebody right now, you pick back up right where you come left on. off. Wow, come on start over in my spiritual journey. I did not have to start over because I wasn't condemned for any of it. It was a transformation of my heart. It was a transformation of my spirit and God forgot all of it. That 10 year period, anything that I did wrong, it, I don't think about it. I don't, I don't look at myself. I look at it more of now as a testimony and yes. as a way to just say, man, how good God is. Like it's, <laughs> I mean, it's so exciting yeah. to be able to have all of that released and you don't have to start over. Yeah, there was a couple of things that I, I had to relearn and and, and, and reread in the word and, and just kind of get, get back into it. But man, it was, I, I picked back up, you know, my relationship with God is as strong as ever. And it wasn't a, it, it wasn't a strain to try and talk to him. Yeah. It was just like I was a teenager again. And I'll tell you right now, I'm more fired up than I was even then. Yep. So Ever you saw then, you thought then, I promise you God's doing work in my life. And I'm speaking it on myself now. I promise you it, it, it's coming because there's revival in the land. And that, another, <laughs> that, that may be a, a topic for another day, but there is Amen. revival on the horizon. I promise you that. We're about to see multiple sons coming back home. Yeah, We're about yeah, to see multiple yeah. people fired up. Yeah. Uh, and I do starts in the younger generation. I do think it starts in my generation and below. So just be ready for it. Pastor, help me with that scripture. What the last thing that says in Malachi. Malachi says that one of the signs of the end times, mm. it said it would literally be one of the literal signs of the times of Jesus' return 
will be that God will turn the hearts of the fathers back to the sons and the hearts of the sons back to the fathers. And that is a literal sign. Just as and I, I believe it's as much of a sign as earthquakes in diverse places. Yes. When you begin to see sons coming back, daughters coming back, fathers coming back, that is what we're seeing. Daniel, thank you for being on our program. I'm so proud of you, son. I cannot tell you. That smile on your face means the world to me. And I'm going to tell you right now, I think you know this. <laughs> you couldn't ask for a better dad. He's, he, and I couldn't ask for a better friend. Delane, thank you for being on the program as well. And I want to thank all of you for being with me on the big picture. Praise God. He's going to sort of slide out, and I'm going to tell you real quick, bye, Delane, bye, Delane. Come back and see us again, please. But uh, I want to just say to all our, our viewers and, and uh, that are watching the big picture, if you have not already hit that subscribe button, please do that now. That helps us tremendously. But you know what D does more than anything? When you give us a thumbs up and you comment. And when you share this broadcast, thank you so much for being a part of the big picture. And we will see you next time where we remind you all the time that we are not woke, but we are certainly awake and we're going to wake up the sleeping giant remnant rise up. It's time. See you next time. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Big Picture Podcast. We hope it helped you, encouraged you, and empowered you. Please consider leaving us a review on your app of choice and share with family and friends. And remember, we ain't woke, but we are certainly awake.